Welcome to the Evolve Mindset. My name is Chelsea Browse, but most know me online as Chelsbra. I'm an awakening mentor and somatic sexologist who's passionate about the continuous evolution of consciousness. If you're looking to evolve your sex life, career, relationships, finances, or health, then it begins with your mindset and this podcast is for you. My goal is to use this container to provide the tools, knowledge, and insights to further your potential and evolution. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pressing play and let's evolve. What's up, Soul Fam? Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. Again, I am just so honored that you continue to show up and come on this show and give me your precious valuable attention and time i i truly know how valuable your time is so i just really want to say thank you thank you thank you so much for being here so today i actually want to speak about unworthiness <laughs> and I know if you're anything, you know, if you're listening to this, I feel like we have some type of resonance going on and you know exactly what I'm talking about when I speak about unworthiness. Like what do we actually believe we are worth? What do we actually believe we're worthy to achieve, worthy to receive, just, you know, worthiness? Like what do we match our worth with? Is there anything in that you can think of that we're giving our power away because we actually are tying our worth to that. For me, like as you guys know so far, like I actually quit my job very recently and wow, what a roller coaster it's been already. A roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> I immediately start imagining the Ron Burgundy. We envision the roller coaster of emotions meme from Ron Burgundy. From Anchorman, I am in a glass case of emotions. That's literally, that's been my life since I quit my job. Well, you know what? For quite some time now, but to be quite honest, like since I quit my job, like there has just been ups and downs and arounds and turns and just so much movement. And honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, I, what I actually want to share today is a little story on day one of being 100% in my business. You know, I finally quit my corporate job, my safe, cushiony, you know, like the job that your parents would absolutely love for every single one of their children to have, you know, this, this comfortable job, your benefits, the, the, the retirement, everything just in a beautiful package. But I just wasn't happy. I was so run down, constantly berated with deadlines and putting my time into something I just didn't believe in anymore. And so, yeah, like that first day when I was home alone, my son was in school, my partner was out working and I was the day before I had everything planned on my to-do list, what I was actually going to do. Um, I've been very good at planning my schedule. I have, you know, all these things that I plan out that I'm going to do. And I have tasks that I'm going to do that I set aside in my planner the day before. Like I am very organized when I have things that I, I'm, I have goals and intentions set. 
and I've been very good at doing all that stuff. You know, if anyone is familiar with astrology, my rising sign is a Capricorn and we're very known for achieving. And yeah, that's that's very much me. Like I am an achiever, you know, and I can be a high achiever when the passion is aligned. And so, yeah, I have my tasks, my schedule, everything set and ready to go Monday morning for my day of being a full on entrepreneur, self-employed, ready to go gold medal stars, all the things. And yeah, when I got out of bed that day, I can only describe it as like, like this huge weight was taken off my back. It was like I was wearing a backpack filled with bricks. (laughs) And I took it off. But the thing is, when you're holding a backpack for you know like your entire life and you take it off first of all it feels amazing to take it off like you're like oh my god wow this is what it feels like to not have that that weighted backpack on me then it also has this feeling of something's missing this feels weird It was very odd. It had such an odd feeling sitting in my energy and sitting in my body. And I just like, I couldn't place it like that morning. And then what I noticed is I started having this very subtle piece of procrastination that started to begin. And I started to notice it like because my I've been building and playing and really cultivating my awareness for quite a many of years. And I started to notice like, oh, wow. You don't want to look at your planner. Interesting. That's fascinating. What's going on here? And I noticed that I wasn't I already knew what I had to do for the day because I wrote it out the night before. It's like, oh, wow, you're not doing the thing that you said you were going to do at 11 o'clock. That's fascinating. And see, what I had already done that morning, because I do have a quite a structured morning routine that I absolutely love. Oh, my gosh. And now that I, I no longer have a... A schedule that I have to rush to in case, you know, like my employer or supervisor is on my ass about if I'm not there on time or whatever. Now I can truly enjoy those practices without the pressure of, oh, I got to hurry up and I got to make this meeting or this or that. Because I'm my own boss, (laughs) right? Like we make our own schedule. And so my morning routine, that was so super enjoyable. And a big piece of it is going out into nature. And so like my nature walk was phenomenal, phenomenal. I literally felt so much life force coursing through my body and lifting me and guiding me in the directions that I wanted to go. And the wind, wind literally felt like it was blowing right through me and it was literally orgasmic. Like I can honestly say I was high on life that morning. (laughs) And yet when I got home, And it was time to sit down and actually work on my business for the first time in my life, being my own boss fully, my own support. 
doing it for me 100% because I want to and I love this and it's my passion, I felt weird. And there was a hesitance in actually diving in. And as the, the time passed, ended up being an hour later and I'd been scrolling on my phone on Instagram and I did manage to do quite a few um, posts and like reels to like which is still part of my business but it wasn't the main task that I had planned to do that had a higher impact that I wanted to do first so I got curious you know I was like okay you know what I'm just gonna sit here with myself what is going on right now Chels this is fascinating. What is really going on now behind the scenes? What are you avoiding right now? Better yet, what are you trying to show me? So yeah, I sat with that and it didn't show itself. This is the funny thing about pieces that are coming up as feedback that are wanting to show themselves, but yet you know, there's a little bit of fear or there's a little bit of um, these pieces don't want to show up at the same time. Because we know when they do show up, that's when the real work begins. And so what I decided to do is, you know what, like I'm not like I'm not getting anything done and there's something going on. I decided to really step into that. And I went into my dance room. This is a, a really new and beautiful way I love to express what's in my body that, you know, sometimes we don't even need to know what it is. You know, we just, well, all we need to do is, is admit it and accept it and move our body a little bit to allow that energy to flow instead of just sitting in it and, you know, probably avoiding it, probably ignoring it, but we're still sitting in it and it literally just becomes stagnant energy in our body and it's not going anywhere. It's just kind of there weighing us down. It's almost like putting that heavy backpack of bricks right back on your back um, to realize that it never was the job. You know, it was something else inside of you. And so, yeah, I went to my dance room and I put on some music and I started started to lift some weights. I love to resistance train. And so, yeah, I started to do that. And I could start feeling, you know, this bit of a movement in my body. And I was like, oh, you know, it's starting to feel heavier. Like, I just, I don't, like, what is this? And what I started to notice, and what I started to notice was <laughs> these thoughts that popped up of, you see, it's only day one. And you've gotten nothing done. I started to hear all the judgments. I started to hear like the negativity that was literally creating more weight on my back. It's like, oh, you know, you see, you can't do it. You see, you know, you're not enough. This, this, is, this isn't good enough. You're not, you're not doing enough. I kept going over in my mind. I could literally feel the weight on my back getting heavier. My body feeling more dense. So I turned the music up <laughs> and I started to move my body and dance and I allowed my body to guide me. You see, this is the, the misconception when it comes to working out and I'm not hating on resistance training. Resistance training is a beautiful thing, an intentional thing 
for muscle training and development. And yes, it can definitely help us to, you know, raise our endorphins and move our body and it does help change moods. But I feel there is a very, it's a very masculine approach that has a way of moving the energy, but not fully expressing it. So it has its purpose and it definitely can help with shifting states and and changing our moods. But when it comes to fully transmuting and expressing deep wounds, I feel it requires a bit more movement and a free flowing of expression. And so, yeah, I I started to dance and... (laughs) this was like it did like there I remember there was moments where I'm like oh I need to record this this is a really beautiful moment where you know I'm actually moving a lot of heavy energy there was another voice in my head which I like to call my intuition it was a softer voice that told me to go deeper give it more presence keep going it was really powerful so I let that that thought go of I should record this. And it's really funny because how I look at it, that other voice is like, oh, you know, hey, you should record this. I truly believe that was ego in that moment trying to distract me from actually getting to the root of what wanted to be surfaced. And so I listened to the softer voice, the intuition, and I went deeper. And I danced more and I breathed and I started to make noises and... (laughs) This was like pure chaos. And this is a a really beautiful way uh, to somatically express an emotion. And, you know, the thoughts got louder of like, oh, like, what are you doing? But at the same time, another thought was like, keep going. And it was very, very uncomfortable. At one point, I remember collapsing to my floor on all fours and slamming my hands into the ground. And I started to just heave and like breathing heavy and then I started to sob and there was screaming and there was anger and underneath the anger there was more like grief because the thing about emotions when we feel anger anger is actually a top level emotion and typically underneath that there's fear or there's sadness and for me in this moment there was just this deep sadness that was connected to how unworthy I was feeling after letting go of this comfortable job, something that I had worked my ass off. I busted my ass off and probably accumulated a lot of trauma in college, (laughs) which was tied to a lot of my unworthiness because I just was not one of the smart kids in my college at all. Like there was a lot of smart kids that, you know, got scholarships and like a 4.0 GPA and I barely got a three and... Yeah, it was just really competitive and a big thought on my mind all the time through college was I I was dumb. I wasn't smart. I was stupid. And so, yeah, like all this was coming up for me and these fears that because I don't believe that, you know, these these fears that I don't believe I can do it. Like, What if I don't do it? What if what if I don't succeed in my business? What if I'm going to regret leaving this job? All of these like fears. And, and mixed tied in with how unworthy I actually felt and didn't actually, like, there's a piece of me that didn't believe that I could do it. But I kept dancing. <laughs> I just kept going and kept breathing and literally just kept coming back into my body. 
This is the really important piece to this. I was able to hold myself because it was so incredibly uncomfortable. I was crying and sobbing so much that my stomach was in pain. Just years of release of holding in these judgments and this this unworthiness and this pain that, that I've been holding about myself. And then it hit me like how much I was tying my worth to a job that I hated. And it just fascinated me because I was at that job for over three years working my ass off and I was never recognized. And I feel like this is probably a common thing for a lot of people in big corporate jobs or really any job that they're not enjoying. They hold all this stuff in. And for me, the more I did that, the more I believed the projections that I was putting onto my job. So it's nothing to do with the job was the way that I was perceiving it. And my perception was that I was never enough to get the promotion or I was, I was never doing good enough and, you know, like insert all, all the stories. And when you have those thoughts and those stories, you're creating a belief system on how you perceive yourself. You're now floating around in that energy and floating around in, in, that, in that, that frequency. That's literally the weight of that backpack. You created it yourself. I created it myself. And so when I took away the job, yeah, it was a massive release and it didn't take away all those thoughts and perceptions and beliefs that I had over time created inside. But stepping away from the job allowed me to see it that much more clearly. And so after that epic release of a dance and allowing my body to somatically get deep into the wounding, into the tissues, and really releasing all of that unworthiness. There were so many past memories that came up of when I was a kid. When I was a kid, you know, like, went as far back in elementary and I was bullied. <laughs> so, like, like, really, like, really, really deep wounding that was triggered and released, which is really fascinating how that can happen when you actually allow yourself to go that deep and to actually express the underlying emotions, you're literally rewiring your brain. You're literally releasing the memories that are stuck in the tissue and the fascia in your body. And this is the power of somatics. And see, the thing is, when you have all this stuck in your body, you're holding this lower vibration, these lower, this lower frequency, and you're vibrating at an incoherent frequency. And incoherence is basically, you know, distorted energy. Like it's, it's not clear. And when it's not clear, you know, you're not making clear decisions. You can't understand or see things at basically a logical understanding. <laughs> you know, we're distorted by fear. We're distorted by our unworthiness. We're distorted by our judgments. So we only can ever, one, attract, and two, vibrate, and be in, in an incoherent state. And being in that incoherent state, it's, it's literally like, oh my god, it's literally like a snowball effect. Like, I've gotten to the point in my life where um, my goal is to connect daily with my heart space and to vibrate at this coherent state. And I do that because it reflects in my entire day. And the moment that I step into like one incoherent thought, you know, I'm able to like, oh, wow, okay, that was a little negative, Chels. <laughs> like, oh, wow, that felt a little dense. 
you know, like I can notice it right away. But there are some times where I just may be in, you know, a different cycle in my day, you know, like being a woman, you know, we have our natural cycle and such a blessing because we have this luteal phase right before menstruation where it actually brings up a lot of the things that are wanting to be transmuted so a lot of these incoherent thoughts or wounds and shadows and things for us to actually take a look at so we get you know into the into that bit of the incoherence and the same thing goes for like the full moon where that pulls up all the emotions and like different stages through throughout nature Um, Or we could just be going through, you know, a harder time in our life. You know, it changes constantly. That's one beautiful thing about being a human is that we're constantly changing or cyclical, like we're constantly moving, constantly changing. And this is constantly giving us new opportunities to keep evolving. And so, yeah, when we get into this incoherent state, it's literally like a snowball when you actually give it your attention. So where our attention goes, energy flows. And when we have that first incoherent thought, it's literally like, okay, incoherent. Now, okay, now another incoherent thought. Okay, fear. Okay, another fear. Okay, judgment. Another judgment. And it's literally like a snowball effect of incoherence. You know, and we're just making snowballs and now we got a snowman and now we literally are Frosty the snowman of incoherence. (laughs) And this leads us into, you know, being easily triggered. We are impatient. Now we're in this mood of anger or, the, you know, this irritable mood. Or maybe, you know, like that Karen, she's just constantly in a mood. No, no hate on Karen, but we all know the analogy, right? But that's my point, though. You know, you get labeled that you have this mood. And it's because of this, inco- this incoherent frequency that you're allowing yourself to dwell in. And what this does is it actually creates dis-ease in the body. What I noticed as well, like whenever I, uh, because again, like I, my intention daily is to be in this coherent state. And when I start to notice that I do get into this incoherence, and don't get me wrong, like this happens a lot. Like I'm, I'm not immune to it. I'm human. And so when I do get in these incoherent states, I'm noticing like I'm, you know, I got sniffles. I'm like, oh, am I getting sick? To the normal person, yeah, you know what, I'm sick. But I'm like, okay, what's going on, body? What, what are you trying to show me? And I realize, I'm like, oh my God, I have been stuck in this unworthiness spiral for two days. And I start cleaning up my act, you know, I'm working on my incoherence, connecting back to my heart. I get down to those wounds. I start somatic expressing self-pleasure, all the things. And you guess what? My sniffles are gone. <laughs> It's amazing when we're actually able to be so attuned with our body that as soon as we start noticing what's going on, the disease in our body, we can actually fine tune it enough to actually know when and where it happened and have the ability to get out of that incoherent, get away from the disease and back into coherence. And in these states, you know, like this is exactly the the, the place where we, we are feeling not enough. We have that not enoughness. And there's that unworthiness that keeps coming up. And this is something that has just been a common theme for me, feeling unworthy. And I can go on and on the reasons why, you know, like I, both my parents were absent in my life. Um, I had abusive relationships in the past. I was homeless on the streets. You know, I, I had like a lot of struggle 
I had jobs that I hated, you know, like all the things. But the thing is, like, I don't want that anymore. And I have a strong feeling you don't either. (laughs) I feel like if you're on this podcast listening, like, you're here to evolve just like me. And so I understand, like, not everyone has this ability to note when they are slipping into this incoherent state. And maybe you do, and that's amazing. But I really want to extend a hand um, and offer some easy ways to start seeing and stepping out of incoherence and, you know, taking your vibration, taking your energetic blueprint, taking your, your mood, your life back. Because stepping into these big emotions, like unworthiness, these are deep core wounds from our childhood, abandonment, all those big feelings that we avoid because we don't want to feel them. And the reason why I felt safe enough to actually go that deep within myself to feel those really heavy emotions is because I've cultivated enough safety in my body. I've been able to regulate my nervous system on with a regular practice I, because of self-pleasure. You know, I've been and created the safety in my body to feel really big emotions. You know, I've, I've gone into my body and I've released a lot of trauma. And I've been able to hold big spaces for other people to do the same. So the first step in order to actually do this yourself is to build your awareness muscle. <laughs> I feel like we hear this all the time. You know, awareness is key. Awareness is key. It really is key. <laughs> because with awareness, that gives us choice, right? Because like, if we are in that incoherent state of feeling so fucking unworthy to run our own business or to start our own business, to be in a healthy relationship, then we're never going to choose that, right? We're always going to be in that abusive relationship, that toxic relationship. We're always going to be in that soul-sucking job because we're never going to realize what it's actually doing to us. We're never going to realize what we actually desire. So awareness is key. And and what I recommend personally to actually start building your awareness muscle because it is a muscle. You know, like I have the awareness that I do from years and years of practice, intentional practice. Not just, you know, casually doing it, playing guitar or you know, casually doing it, whatever things. And those are great practices because I do also recommend doing flow state things as well. And I'll explain that in a second, but building your awareness muscle. And I tell everyone that I speak to about this kind of stuff, meditation, (laughs) meditation, specifically concentration meditation. There are tons of different types of meditation out there. There's Zen meditation, there's tantric meditation, there's, um, I can go on. (laughs) I'm not going to go on, but I I could go on. You can Google the different types. There's so many, but specifically concentration meditation. And it's exactly what it, what I, what it is, the name is, is concentration. You specifically concentrate on your breath or the meditation object. There could be different objects, but the breath is more common 
And this creates a better relationship to concentration, to focus. And that actually trains our mind to better focus on things. And when we can actually focus on something, we start to notice all the things that get in the way of that. <laughs> and you'll notice if you're any anyone that's tried meditation, you know, you may think like, oh, I can't do that because my I'm thinking too much. Bravo, it's working. <laughs> your thoughts are coming up because that's what it's bringing your attention to. And that's amazing. You noticed your thoughts. That is awareness. Bravo. Think that and continue. So meditation. And, you know, this goes further than just sitting on the meditation cushion and then throwing it all away. This is a daily practice. This isn't just a sit-down practice. This is a daily practice. So mindfulness is what I would also put into building your awareness muscle. And this is literally just being more mindful in your day. And this would be something like if you're, you know, you play the guitar and you, you know, you're actually practicing the guitar. That would be, some people like to call that meditation. And in a sense, it kind of is. But I put this under the category of mindfulness. And it's really powerful for building your awareness muscle. And in combination with meditation, it complements both. And I would totally recommend both for building your awareness. It's a great place to start. My second tip is self-pleasure. Now, if anyone knows me, they know that I'm a self-pleasure practitioner. And this is something that I fully do daily and I guide people into and this is um, a really powerful somatic practice. Somatic just means like a meditation of the body. You see, we come into this world, you know, beautiful loving babies, (laughs) untainted, innocent, and full of love. (laughs) But over time, you know, we go through a lot of experiences that create traumas, negative experiences, and this backpack that I mentioned before, it's like putting bricks in this backpack that we carry of of all of our experiences. And as we go, the more bricks and more bricks get added in there. And the power of somatics is it allows us to actually somatically experience where those bricks have been placed in our body. And the thing is, the body keeps a score. So every moment in time we've been through, you know, a traumatic experience, we've been through, whether it be a big T or little T, I have a a trauma awareness um, episode. If you go back and listen to it, it talks about big T's and little T's. And whether it be a big T or a little T, that gets stored in the body. You know, our mind likes to ignore a lot of stuff. at a conscious level so it gets stored in the unconscious which is our body and somatics is one way to actually well the way to actually feel and express those locked emotions and finally release them and it's literally like taking bricks out of your backpack and you just feel lighter and lighter and lighter every time and another tip i would lay i'm going to keep in my tip number 2 so with self pleasure and somatics is pleasure breaks And this is something I've been implementing recently because I noticed how powerful it actually is, especially as an entrepreneur. um, 
you know, this is, this this goes for anyone being a parent, a single parent, you know, a corporate worker, whoever, but this is something I really noticed in being an entrepreneur. Like for me, again, my Capricorn rising, I can go, go, go. <laughs> and then I, you know, I may not be drinking water, you know, I, I might not be walking enough, like all the things. Intentional pr- pleasure breaks in between, you know, those go, go, go phases when you're working. I find it really balances the masculine and the feminine flow of our day and you know pleasure base can be whatever you find pleasurable like this is this is all for you and this is actually a really beautiful way to actually get to know yourself a little bit I know for me when I first started to think like okay what do I actually like what do I actually find pleasurable I had to pause and think I had to really sit and think like wow what does bring me pleasure you know, like orgasms, yes, of course, hello, <laughs> walks, nature, dancing, music, and I, you know, I just wrote out everything I could think of that brings me pleasure, and working that in into like little breaks throughout the day, that has skyrocketed my, my productivity for, for one, but it's also just made, you know, everything that much more enjoyable, and keeping my coherence at a magnificent level so that's all part of tip number two and number three for me and I realize not everyone enjoys this but hear me out number three is dance and this can go under the go under the category of movement so like whatever movement is for you this could also be like working out this could also be walking running but just a way to move your body because I feel it is so important you know if we're sitting all day That is also a way of keeping energy stuck in our body. Our bodies are designed to move. Like look at the skeletal system. We have joints, we have our knees, our elbows, everything designed to to move. So move. (laughs) Find a way to walk, find a way to dance. Like for me, I love dancing. I could be in the worst of moods, moods, and as soon as I start moving, it's just like... (sighs) It's like a breath of fresh air. So movement is my third tip. And really, whatever gets you into a flow state. Like, I feel like flow state is a really beautiful thing. Like, flow state could be singing. Flow state could be drawing. Flow case can be writing. Like, whatever is going to get you into that flow state. And for me, it's dancing. So that was the first thing that came to mind. And can you think of what gets you into flow state? And flow state is just like a way that you just like lose track of time. What comes up for you for that? And my tip number four, setting intentional time to actually cultivate those higher vibe emotions. Now, this one I find is probably, you know, kind of spoken of, but a little underrated. And a couple examples would be setting time to intentionally cultivate gratitude. That one's a really popular one, gratitude, because I feel like that is like the ultimate state of receivership. You know, our heart just explodes when we feel gratitude for something because that means we've received something. But I feel like another really high vibe emotion is joy. Can we set aside a couple minutes a day, two two to five minutes a day to cultivate joy or gratitude and actually viscerally feel that in our body? That right there is going to put you into a coherent state that's going to actually change the genes in your body. For me, 
uh, because I practice a lot of different of meditations and self-pleasure, like when I cultivate emotions like that, my whole body lights up and I could have a sniffle that morning and I feel like a million bucks after. So intentionally setting time to cultivate high vibe emotions and some other examples would be like bliss or ecstasy, you know, like intentionally having an orgasm just to change your state is really, really powerful and highly recommended. So those are my tips to get out of an incoherent state and step into more coherence in your day. And I was going to send you an invitation to think of some more creative ways to step into a state of coherence throughout your day. Because I feel like this is the way to rapidly transform your life. If this isn't something you're already doing, if you start doing it as soon as possible, I'd love to know. Um, feel, feel free to reach out on Instagram. You guys all know me there. Um, or I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear if you implement this in your day and how it's changed you because I know it will change or create some kind of change in your life. To be quite honest, the mind and the body must be tamed. I'm going to repeat that. The mind and the body must be tamed. You can even think like we do emotional eating, you know, we have these crazy thoughts sometimes we're like, oh my God, did I just think that? Oh my God, did I just say that? You know, stuff like that. And these are sure, fast ways of doing that, you know, to really step into more of your liberation and freedom and, you know, ultimately having a really beautiful, happy, joyous, fulfilled life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I just want to say thank you so much because I had a really great time in sharing my personal experience and what I've been doing to continuously stay in more of a coherent state versus incoherent and slowly snowballing into Frosty the the frustrated snowman. <laughs> oh, that was cheesy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you loved today's episode, I'd really appreciate if you could leave me a five-star review, hit subscribe, share if you found this of value and you know someone that would also find value and help change their life and continue evolving. Thank you so much, Soul Fam, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me with today's episode. If you love what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on your listening platform so I can keep the goodness coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, you can interact with me and enjoy daily inspiration on Instagram at Chelsbra or visiting my website for one-to-one mentoring at chelsbra.com. I love you and appreciate you so much and can't wait to connect again in the next episode. Until then... Turn your magic on, loves, and keep evolving.